This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 66. Hi, this is Kim from TennisFixation.com. I'm your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips gives you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. This week, I'm answering the question of a college tennis player who suffers from something I'll bet we've all experienced, spectator nerves. The more she thinks about who's watching her play and how well she needs to play, the more she messes up and plays badly. So we're going to talk about the mental game here, and I'll give you my best tips for putting aside those spectator nerves and playing mentally strong tennis. If you've been playing tennis for more than just a few days, then you know tennis is as much a mental game as it is a physical game. And sometimes the mental part of it can be downright debilitating. I recently received an email from Mariana, a college tennis player, asking for some advice. Mariana wrote this. I play in college right now, but I'm having so much trouble mentally. All the coaches or teammates watching me make me nervous, and all I want is to impress them. I can't focus on my game, and I can't definitely play nearly as much as I know what I am able to play. I get so nervous I hit the ball on the frame at least once a game. Last season I was a little bit better about it. Now I shrink so much during matches. Can you give me any advice for this? Thank you so much. Well, Mariana, I have so been there, as I'm sure most Tennis Quick Tips listeners have been. While we may not all have a tennis coach that we're worried about, we have team captains or partners or opponents, or just people we vaguely know sitting on the sidelines watching us play tennis, judging every move we make. At least it feels that way. I myself have had this feeling, and I know how negatively it can impact your game. To deal with this, you need just a few mental strategy tips that can help you recognize and move past your spectator nerves. So these are my best tips to apply in this situation. Number one, be aware of what's happening. This is the first step for getting a handle on this or any mental problem you're experiencing on court. You need to be aware of what you're thinking, what you're experiencing, what you're feeling out there. We often rush through points, especially when things are going wrong and we're worried about what others are thinking of our performance. But by slowing down and pausing in what we're doing, recognizing the feelings of worry and anxiousness that we're having, we can start the process of calming ourselves and focusing on what's truly important. Number two, play in a bubble. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that you absolutely must focus on what's happening on your court and on nothing else. You need to play as if you're inside of a bubble that prevents you from even seeing what's happening outside. 
because the fact is there are lots of things happening on your court and any one of them might be something you need to be thinking about. You might need to think about what you're doing on court, how you're moving, how you're swinging your racket. You may need to think about what your opponent is doing. You may need to think about how the wind is affecting the ball or how to deal with the sun in your eyes. Maybe you need to think about what type of spin to put on the ball or how hard or soft to hit the ball. Any of these many, many things is important and will actually impact your match. But the minute you take your focus away from what's happening inside your bubble on your court, that's the minute you're distracting yourself and wasting mental energy on something that will not impact your match. So keep your focus on your court and play in your bubble. Number three, play for yourself. My final tip is to play for yourself. Yes, this is easy for me to say. Unlike Mariana, I'm not a college tennis player. I never had an athletic scholarship where my performance impacted me financially. And knowing what little I do know of scholarships, I get that Mariana's on-court performance may determine whether she gets to stay on the team or even gets to stay at her school. But if you're playing to make a good impression on your college coach or your tennis team captain or your partner or even some random person sitting on the sidelines of your match, then you're setting yourself up to play poorly. In his book, The Best Tennis of Your Life, 50 Mental Strategies for Fearless Performance, author and sports psychologist Jeff Greenwald has this to say about playing for yourself. It's easy to get caught up in the trap of wanting to please other people with your performance and results rather than playing for yourself. Let's be honest, it feels good to have others validate you and be impressed with your game. There's just one problem with this. You can get addicted to the praise and it eventually starts to influence your thoughts and ultimately how you play because you put too much pressure on yourself to win. Instead of focusing on your game plan, you then have to deal with thoughts about letting others down or losing the praise you used to enjoy. When this need gets too intense, your game can begin to falter. End of quote. So, the only way to avoid this trap of trying to please others is to play for yourself. That means playing up to the level that you know you are capable of. Play your own best tennis. You know when you do and you know when you don't. Now, your best tennis will not always be winning tennis. Even Roger Federer knows that. But if you play the best tennis you know you can play, then you're playing for yourself. And that's going to be good tennis. So, to quickly review, when dealing with spectator nerves, you need to, one, be aware of what's happening. Two, play in your own tennis bubble. And three, play for yourself. Before I close, I do want to say this to Mariana. Here's the one thing I do know, Mariana. Clearly, your coach saw some great potential in you. Enough potential that he or she was willing to invest some scholarship dollars in you. So the best thing you can do is continue playing up to that potential. 
Yes, being on a collegiate tennis team means you'll learn new things that you'll have to incorporate into your game. But you must be a hard worker with the skills and talent to keep your spot on the team or else you wouldn't have made the team in the first place. So keep working at it. Be a coachable player and I'm sure you'll retain your spot on the team regardless of whether you win every match. So that is it for this week's Tennis Quick Tips. By the time you hear this episode, we'll be at the very end of 2014, and I have a special episode planned for my first episode in 2015. It's all about an important tool you can use to achieve your tennis goals in the new year. So be sure and tune in for that. In the meantime, I hope you'll email me with your tennis questions, or if you have suggestions about what you'd like to hear on Tennis Quick Tips. You can reach me at kim at tennisfixation.com. All of my contact info, other Tennis Quick Tips episodes, and a ton of other great tennis tips can be found at tennisfixation.com. Thanks for listening, and happy tennis.